This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? You Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh. Let's go now. But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. And there's a classic for every craving. Mix and match two for just $3.50. Like a McChicken, a McDouble, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Lackluster against Luton on Saturday. Surely it's not time to reach for that red panic button. Reach for that red shirt and get behind those young tykes. Welcome to the Reds Report. Good evening, you're listening live to the Reds Report. Um, no, your ears are not deceiving you. I'm not Carlo van der Vautering. Uh, he's not here today uh, due to personal circumstances, so sending thoughts to Carlo and hopefully uh, he'll be back soon. He's our leader, he's our glue, he does all this together and uh, he's sorely missed today, there's no doubt about that. However, stepping in for Carlo today, we've got Dave Egan. How are you, Dave? I'm all right. Welcome. How are we doing? Yeah, welcome to the show, Dave. Uh, first time you've been on it. Yes. Uh, but you're uh, an avid listener. Yeah, listen to the podcast each week. Um, regularly try and keep up with how Barnsley are doing, watching some of the matches on iFollow. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to dissecting the, uh, last week's game. So, sh- yes. Should we start off by what went wrong? Yeah, so, as you can tell, no Carlo, no Kyle. It's me, Chris Rajard, Dave Egan. And we'll just get on with it straight yep. away, shall we? So, Luton. Yes. 3-1. What happened, Chris? Uh, yeah. What went wrong? Uh, I would suggest the question is probably what, what went right, which was very little. Yeah. Um, first half performance is one of the most shocking first 35, 40 minutes I've seen at Barnsley in 
probably five or six years. Uh, and you just can't put your finger on it. I think we got caught cold early doors. Uh, I don't know if confidence has fractured. Uh, we're having such a young team. And uh, previous result against Birmingham uh, has probably affected us. And, you know, that early goal has just absolutely shattered us. I think quite often when you're on a bit of a streak of, of results not going your way, when something happens as early as it did in the game against Luton, you, you can get panic stations a little bit. Certainly I felt that even against Birmingham that the first few minutes of the game, Barnsley looked a little bit shaky, struggled to settle down. And I think maybe that was the same against Luton, getting hit cold with that Butterfield strike. Kind of out of nowhere, yeah. it just put them totally on the on the back foot. And I mean, we survived the shaky uh, spot at Birmingham. And then we started to play a little bit in the first yeah. half. And uh, we didn't survive it in the second half. And I think that's what's happened here. We didn't survive it. We didn't recover from it. And I'm not sure we knew how to recover from it because the players that are in this t- side are not used to losing. Mm. Uh, and the new players are not quite ready yet, or, or they appeared so. Um, it certainly were a different performance from the Fulham one and looked like different players at the minute. I have no doubt that Daniel Stenn will be doing everything in his power to, to fix it. Yeah. I mean, do you think maybe... The, let's talk, first of all, maybe about the shape the setup that was put in place for the match against Luton. What do you think about the shape that was put in? Yes, yeah, so Samuel Radlinger in goal. Uh, back four are Toby Sibic, uh, Bambo Diaby, Meds Anderson and Danny Pineos. Uh Probably back four on paper, if they're all fit, it's probably the right back four you'd expect to be picking. Um, Pineos, did was he fit? He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't pull up any trees. I know he was replaced by Williams at half-time. That was a weird one for me. I'm not sure why Williams didn't start. He wasn't bad against Birmingham, or he certainly wasn't worse than anybody else. Yeah, he had a reasonably impressive performance when Williams was getting the ball against Birmingham further up the pitch. He was putting in some, you know, dangerous, threatening-looking balls. So, you know, I think he was maybe a bit unlucky to not start against Luton. And the previous home game against Charlton, Ben Williams was also one of our best players on that left-hand side. So, I don't know, he, he came on second half and he was all good, so I think he'll be he'll be wanting a shirt Saturday. Yeah. Uh, McGain and Moulton middle. Uh, not convinced they've hit it off as much as they did last year just yet. Is that probably because we're not getting uh, the room and the time and the space that we get? Do we need somebody a bit more defensive in amongst those two? I'm not so sure. Uh, Wilt started on the left, which I, I think is his preferred position. Uh, Barra started just behind Tiam and Thomas was on the right Barra didn't pull up any trees it's probably the worst uh, game he's probably had in a Barnsley shirt but he's had some good ones uh, we need him to repeat some of the good ones like, uh, the, the likes against Fulham uh, the likes against Charlton last season he was impeccable uh, Mamadou starting up top there what do you think to that? I mean he's a good strong player he can hold up the ball okay but not not your traditional striker not necessarily the person you would expect to be starting up top um, if they had options on the bench maybe other players that they could be bringing in I know the few injuries and stuff are going to be stopping them with the front line but I would much rather have a, a more out and out striker up there rather than Tiam who's played on the left in previous games so he's play- they've not really got their positions worked out as to who's going to start where No, Wilkes played up front second half, I thought Wilkes were a bit more physical, with a lot more headers a bit more presence in there but I don't know if I prefer having two up top in, in terms of we looked at against Charlton. I think we created most chance we created in a game and that came from Woodrow and Chaplin. And I, and I know Woodrow's not fit, but here you go, Chaplin and another. Could that be... Uh, I mean, Schmidt looks a, a, a reasonable person up top. Yeah, he's been called up for Austria this week, so he's you know he's got a bit of pedigree about him. Yeah. Is he ready to go against Wigan on Saturday? That's That'll be the question. Is that where you go? So, I mean, in terms of the first half, what went right? 
not very much at all. Uh, the shape was very similar to what we have been playing. Uh, in terms of the personnel, it was different, but I think that was due to Carly Woodrow yeah. not being in. And we missed him. We missed his link-up player. We missed his holding-up player. He's a very clever player, and he knows where net is. Uh, and we're lacking in goals already, aren't we, this season? I think it's a massive loss to us. I don't think he's going to be ready for, for Wigan either. Uh, second half, come out, a lot of better performance. Um, a lot of the boo boys had left at that point. You know, you, you saw, you know, there was a fire drill at half-time because a lot of Barnsley fans left. To me... Everybody's paid the money. They're entitled to a voice. They're entitled to decide if they want to stay in the stadium or not. You'd have to question, are you a supporter of Barnsley? Because supporting is uh, certainly not working out when your team needs it most. When they're gone and the crowd turned again the other way, second half, better performance. Mm. I think we need to see more of that from the fans, if I'm honest. I mean, there's been some criticism of of some of the the tactics and saying that maybe Stendhal's only got, you know, a plan A and a plan B, which is just like plan A. I, I think maybe... To see the change in performance between the first half and the second half shows that Stendhal's got, you know, the right right idea about him. It, it, it was a positive change. He he brought on Williams. He brought on Green. Definitely trying to look to make a few more positive changes and and getting the ball further up the field. And you know, as much as it was a consolation goal, they were rewarded with a goal in the second half. Yep. And you're looking at positives. Uh, obviously, a negative being Diaby's gone off injured. Uh, Halme's come on uh, and he, he found the midfielders with passes, which he didn't do in his previous game. And really, Diaby and Anderson didn't do that first half. So Halme's more than capable of stepping up uh, at Wigan and he's probably not going to have a choice. Jordan Green at right back, I'm not sure by that one. I think he tried overloading that right-hand side to see if it worked. I think he moved Thomas into the middle, if I'm honest, and, and played him up front with Wilk, so that and then and played Green like a right wing-back. So, but it's nice to see Green fit. It's nice to see him on the pitch. So we'll take that positive out of that. So, yeah. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely some positives to take away from the game. It, it'd be easy to go all doom and gloom and look at the current position in the league and think that you know it's it's a disaster. And you can understand why people might early doors be looking to see and say Stendhal out. But I think that's a ridiculous thing to look at this early on in the campaign. A manager who's done the right things. He's got the team together. He's got them promoted. I think it'd be way too soon to start putting put, like panicking, like you were saying, panic button. Yeah. I don't think we're, we're there. Well, I think a lot of the Reds fans are putting blame on on the transfer window, and you know somebody's been quoted to say it's the best transfer window in Barnsley's history. That's yet to be seen, and it's it's probably a silly soundbite, really, but and very premature. Um, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of time to build this squad squad up. Time is what we've got at minute. We've mm. still got 41 games left to go, so. Uh, We'll see how we go from there. So, Chris, you uh, attended the press conference uh, this morning. I did. With first team coach Chris Stern. Let's have a, a little listen to what went down. Well, Chris, can I start with a few injury updates? Uh, Sammy Rudlinger, how's he? Um, yeah, he was pretty down after the Saturday match um, because it's uh, a bigger injury and uh, we think he's going to be out until December, so it's going to take him a while. What's the nature of the injury exactly? Do we um, know? It's a it's a ligament injury in in his in his knee, which uh, yeah takes him out for a while, unfortunately. You do have, of course, Brad Collins to come in, and Daniel Sunderland talked about the fact that you have two number ones in terms of your goalkeepers here, and arguably he was man of the match against Carlisle. So in terms of a replacement, you do have something there. Yeah, we do have. Uh, in terms of in terms of diff, we have uh, we're lucky to have two very good goalkeepers, and um, 
we are very confident and uh, Brett is very confident in training as well and uh, <coughs> we, we feel confident to have him and we, we hope and we think he can, he can replace Sami um, as, uh, as, as normal to be a play like a normal number one and we are not afraid of anything which, what comes on the weekend. A couple of other names I wanted to ask you about. Bambo Diaby, uh, what's the latest with him? He had his, his, his scan on the start of the week. Um, he's definitely out for the for the weekend game. We hope we can we can get him back after the um, international break. But um, yeah, we see how the how the next two or three weeks will go with him. And Corley Woodrow, is he available for the weekend? Do you think? No, he's not. It's a it's a disappointing one because at the start of that injury it looked like a a small thing. It would keep him out for a game, but this is clearly going on a bit longer. What's what's been complicating things there? Um, yeah, it's sometimes uh, if, uh, a short, sh- uh, small impact or small, small nick doesn't feel that bad. But uh, later on, it, uh, if it all settles down, it, it turns out as a bigger injury, and this is unfortunately the case with Bacoli. But um, yeah, we <coughs> we com- we're confident in 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 his uh, recovery during the international break, and uh, we're confident that he's coming back afterwards. Are you going to be missing anyone else for the weekend that we don't know about yet? Um, yeah, John John Williams. Probably still going to be out for the weekend. Um, Kenny Dougal is a kind of long-term injury, but he's he's on his way back. He's not not sure for for the weekend. Not sure <coughs> how he's going to do um, after this, after this. But um, most likely, is after the international break, he's going to be back on the pitch. As a coaching group, then, are you scratching your head in terms of the side you put together and, <laughs> and, and how you you know manage the situation for the Wigan game? Um, yeah. Kind of. I mean, of course, during the season you have you have injured players, and uh, at the minute we have we have important players injured. So it's um, <coughs> it's it's uh, it's it's hard for us to. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't it's it's not hard for us. We we still have a big squad. We have a good group of lads. We do have quality. Um, I mentioned last last time we had last season was a big big plus point for us during the season that we can we could replace player. And yeah, on Ayala, it's it's a good. Good opportunity for the players who didn't play that much lately to come in or to to step up and have his impact on the game. I wanted to ask you about Dimitri Cavari as well. He's not been involved over the last few weeks. Does he still have a future here at Barnsley? It's a good question. Um, I do not really have an answer on it. Um, probably I'm the wrong person to speak to, so I keep it like this. Let's talk about last week briefly then, Luton, and, and your assessment of that defeat. Having had a look back at the video <coughs> and the way that it went, what's your overall takeaway in terms of what Barnsley need to do better? Yeah, we, we shouldn't concede too many goals early in the game. I mean, uh, the, two, the two goals after five minutes were, were a big blow for the Lets, and you can see it's, it's, a, it's a young group, and uh, it, it took them a while to, to um, recover from, the, from this from these two goals. <coughs> um, yeah, in terms of this, we we addressed the problems we had. We, we addressed the, the bad performance, but and, uh, it's it's our our job as a coaching staff to to pick the lads up and um, show them all the positive sides. And especially in the second half, the way we, we came back into the game, we had we um, <coughs> created many chances. We could have could have scored more than two, but uh, it all started with defending the own goal, and this was the the, the main issue on Saturday. Daniel Stendel talked last week about leadership and, and perhaps there not being quite enough of it. As a coaching group, how do you go about making leaders or building leaders within the side? <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's difficult to build a leader within one week or two weeks or six weeks, whatever. <clears throat> um, you could see on the, on the weekend there are kind of leaders on the pitch. <clears throat> when, it, when, it's, when it's not good, you had uh, some players trying to, to, to pick the lads up. 
was it was it Sam Ratninger or Bambu Diaby at the back or um, Cam and Alex in midfield especially then two <coughs> played played well in, in the second half they they kept kept going and played positive and um, this is the way we we have to work and uh, of course there are some very young lads in the group where you don't expect that much leadership but you have also the senior players where you expect to be a leader and um, <coughs> I hope on on uh, within the next games we have even more leadership on the pitch. Are these uh, don't want to be too dramatic, but sort of sink or swim times for some of the players in the squad in terms of proving what they can do in the championship because others will step up and take the place if they can't do what you need them to do. Yeah, this is <clears throat> this is what football is about. I mean, you have to change the training to to show how good you are. You have to you definitely have to prove it in the games, <clears throat> and um, it's it's up to us to see which which player we we trust for the weekend and which player we we put the confidence in. Um, this training week was good so far. What I said, we addressed the negative things as well as the positive things in the change room as well as on the pitch and uh, they worked hard, it was um, high intensity so far and uh, yeah, we want to keep this up for, for Saturday, definitely. People talk about experience and whether it's still possible to bring that in. <laughs> Free agency is the only sort of option you would have now and I guess at this point, how realistic would it be for a free agent to be able to come in at Barnsley and, and be able to make an impact if they've not got a club already? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we can talk about the experience we don't have, we can talk about uh, the free agents which are on the, on the market or available. Um, the Gaffer said it after after Saturday, it's, uh, the question is, is keep coming every day, they're in, they're out. Um, it's a squad we have. We, we do have experienced players in the squad. <coughs> um, we, have, we have senior players in the squad and uh, keep talking about it, keep keep asking for experience, uh, doesn't make it better. As a, as a, as a coaching staff, it's, uh, it's, uh, we are asked to to the best out of it, and um, yeah, the, fir- the first game shout. We can we can beat Fulham. We we drew against against Charlton, where you need also leadership, where you need experience, and uh, you know, and you lose games and you you gain experience. I guess the other thing is experience tends to cost a, a fair bit of money. <laughs> I mean, would it unsettle the dressing room if someone came in and was suddenly on twice as much as the rest of the lads, for example? Yeah, it can it can can destroy some of the some of the team spirit within the team. So it's uh, on the one side. Um, well, it has, it has good, it has, uh, good, good points, but as well as uh, negative points, and uh, the, the right thing is to, to find the right balance. So, having had a bit of a listen back to the press conference from this morning, uh, what do you think, Chris? Anything of note you want to take out of what Chris Stern was saying there? Well, yeah, uh, there's numerous things to cover, really. There's the injuries, which uh, are going to have an impact on selection and, and options and choices. Um, I mean, some of those have been injuries that have been in place for a while, but the the two more recent ones, Radlinger and Diaby. Yes, so Radlinger been out injured. He got injured towards the back end of the game, 88th minute, something like yeah. that. A collision with Collins, I'm led to believe. Um, he's obviously struggling. Uh, he, he's out till December, the guessing. Uh, so it's quite a loss. So I guess the question then is, in in terms of replacements, um, who comes in? Yeah, it's Brad Collins. Uh, we're very lucky at Mans, I think, because before the season started, we, nobody could really guess who the number one was going to be uh, between Radlinger and Collins. Um, Collins has played a lot of games last season for Burton. When he has played for us uh, in the Cup, he looked more than capable. Uh, obviously, Radlinger not particularly having a great game anyway, uh, Saturday. Uh, and Collins had a good game when he played for Barnsley. Well, he's, well, he was the only player that had a good game in the Carabao Cup. Uh, so him coming in, I think, it's, I don't think it's going to be a major change. Uh, not not as convincing with his distribution, perhaps. 
Uh, not seen enough of him to draw that conclusion if I'm if I'm being totally fair. But fingers crossed he'll, he'll step in and he'll, uh, step up to the plate. But a good opportunity for a young goalkeeper to try and make his mark. You know, it's not often as a goalkeeper you're going to get opportunities for first team football. Um, so really, maybe you'll grab hold of it with both hands and, and maybe start to push Redlinger a little bit. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, being second choice goalkeeper is probably the most professional job in football. You know, you train six days a week, you, you get your ten match days, you're on the bench, you warm up every week, and you're not necessarily playing. So it's, pretty, it's a difficult position to be in. Um, and obviously, we've still got Jack Walton on the books. Jack Walton still belongs to Barnsley. Um, and he mentioned uh, in the press conference, he mentioned not loaning players out. Uh, and obviously Walton probably won't be loaned out now because we're yeah. going to need him as, as backup and he's shown more than capable of backing up uh, Davis last season so no I think I don't think the goalkeeper position is going to affect us as, as much as some of the other injuries I mean so let's talk about Diaby then um, big big loss really yeah massive loss um, he's obviously our first choice centre half he, he proved that on Saturday when he took Meds Anderson off and kept Bambo Diaby on he's started all the league games so far um, yeah, major loss for, for Barnsley. Um, and again, uh, Stern does mention it in, in his interview that you know the international break will probably come at the right time. We'll, we'll miss him for this Wigan game, and fingers crossed we'll, we'll assess it afterwards. And fingers crossed he'll be back for Barnsley because he, he's a big part of our defence. In terms of what happened Saturday, how may came on for him? Yeah. How may had a good game Saturday? You know, he came into a, quite an hostile environment. They were three 0 down. Uh, his passing range looked better than uh, the other two centre halves that started the game. So fingers crossed for how mate it could be a, a you know it could pick him up a bit and his confidence. We could could see a different animal really come uh, Saturday. And am I right in thinking that Civic also dropped into the centre during uh, the second half of that game? That's uh, correct. Yeah, Civic played centre half and he looked like a player. He, he looked brilliant. He's tonight. tall. He's more than capable. He's tall. He will compose on the ball. His passing was good. Uh, but again, I guess the question would be if, if Sibit does play centre half and does does uh, partner Bambo Diaby instead of Halme, who plays right back? You've got Jordan Williams who isn't fit, yeah. and uh, Dimi Cavari who, who's not really been playing much. So yeah, there's uh, a lot of decisions to be yeah. made for Daniel Stone regarding that back four, and I hope he gets it right. Absolutely. Um, Woodrow still still out. Yes, Woodrow is major loss. For us, and again, I know I keep harping back to the international duties. Uh, fingers crossed he'll be back after that two-week. Uh, just a, a quick one on the defence, forgot to mention. Peniel started, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, last game. Ben Williams played well. It's another headache for Daniel Stendhal in terms of defence. Should Ben Williams start? Um, some of the other things that Stern was talking about there was how important the fans are going to be at the weekend. Um, and also he was saying, really, that it's that beginning phase of the match that preferably no early goals against the Reds and maybe even the Reds sneaking a goal early on might settle a few nerves. Yes, well, th- those two things, I can see why you've done that. They come hand in hand, don't they, in terms of you want the fans on the side, but the players get the fans on the side by the performance. Yeah. But equally, the performance can be affected by the fans. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a conundrum. Uh, the Barnsley fans need to get behind Barnsley more than ever. Mm. This, this is a young side and they're nervy. And if we can get through first... 5, 10, 15 minutes on Saturday. Uh, you know, it might be a different ball game because we're playing at Oatwell. Uh, sorry, we're not playing at Oatwell. We're playing away from Oatwell. Yeah. So you're going to have your, your, you know, your away fans Real coming. passionate fans. Real passionate fans. That you're going to get behind. They make a lot of noise, Dave. They'll yeah. make a lot of noise in away days. And uh, I think they're going to be vitally important in terms of 
uh, Barnsley getting through and, and getting a result. And yes, the goals, he mentioned the goals in terms of conceding early. Uh, it's important that we cut that out as quick as we can. Yeah. He mentioned scoring early, actually, in his in his press conference. Yeah. So I can see Barnsley going on the front foot and I think we could have a bit of a goal fest. Absolutely. He also talked about the leaders on the pitch. Um, we're going to come on shortly to um, Michael Stephen Bearer's interview. Yes. Uh, we'll come on to that shortly. But who else at the minute is impressing you on the pitch in terms of leaders? Yeah, we mentioned uh, Bambo Di Harvey being a leader and Radlinger, which are both major losses for Bambo. <laughs> it's sod's law, isn't it? Um, it's a team game and the day. You can only control your own position. You can only win your own personal battles. Yeah. Uh, it's all about having a good gaffer and a good boss and a good leader. But you've got to take a bit of personal responsibility regardless of age and experience. And I think that red side will do so. I mean, I've been quite impressed by um, Mowat's performances so far this season I mean in terms of whether it's leadership vocally or I think in terms of performance the way he's holding up the ball spreading it about I think potentially we've got a leader there that who, who could um, be a real force right in the middle of the park uh, next to Michael Stephen Bearer to support him yeah Mark I mentioned uh, as bin skipper uh, on Tuesday night at the uh, Barnsley uh, FC supporters trust meeting somebody suggested <laughs> to Daniel uh, as to why he, you know he's not the captain uh, obviously Daniel sees them, these players day in day out he knows what qualities they've yeah. got uh, I don't think Michael Stephen Barr is a shouty captain uh, neither am I I'm not a shouty captain at all believe it or not uh, I think you can you can be a captain by leading by example uh, and setting the tone and I think that's what, what what Mike does absolutely well speaking of the captain I think this is a perfect opportunity to listen to what Michael Stephen Barr um, said at the press conference this morning well, Mike, first of all, can we reflect a little bit on Luton last weekend? How have the players reacted to that defeat? Um, yeah, I think everybody was disappointed. Um, yeah, it was kind of like surprising for us because uh, we lost, uh, we conceded our first goal uh, after four minutes. Uh, every Everybody's head was a bit down, but yeah, I think... Everybody knows we're in our best uh, first half time, but I think we showed a quite good reaction in the second half time, and that was important. That's where we have to build up. And yeah, like everybody said, it's going to be a long season. Um, we have some, maybe some better games, maybe some worse games, and that was one of our worst games. And yeah, but I think um, we're getting better, definitely. What has the first month of the season taught you all as a squad about how tough the championship will be this year? Yeah, it's going to be very tough. Um, I think like if we if we do a mistake this season, um, everybody every team will punish us, and that's what we what we've learned in the first um, yeah first month of the season. Um, I think we have to be on 100% every single game. We have to work hard um, fighting for every ball um, to get like points in the end. And that's what the championship is. And yeah, I think we know it. And yeah, but I think everybody's still confident that um, we're ready for it. How important is it when mistakes happen, when things don't go right, that you aren't on each other's backs, that you are supporting each other? Um, yeah, we. Yes, we are one team. Uh, we lose as a team, but we win as a team um, as well. Like we won the first game against Fulham, I think it was a big team performance. Um, but when we lose, it's not like one of us make uh, make a mistake, make an individual mistake. It's just like we lose as a team. It's not like one player or two players who 
have a bad game. If we lose, then everybody's maybe had a bad game, and that's the reason why we lost. So we're we a team, and that's what's important. When you look at the results so far, four points from five games, do you think that's a fair reflection of where Barnsley have been in those games, or have you deserved a little bit more? Um, I think, um, especially here at home um, to Charlton, where we get uh, where we concede the go like quite early, uh, quite late, and yeah, I think that we deserved uh, three points. But yeah, like I said, it's now it's four games out of um, five games, uh, four points out of five games. If we win on Saturday, uh, we'll be seven games out of uh, seven points out of six games, and I think that's all right. Um, we know we're a promotion team, um, and yeah, like I said, that's a tough league. Um, will be a tough season for us, a long season as well. And yeah, but I think um, of course we could do better in the first season. But like we said, we have a new team, um, new league, and yeah, it's still still long to go. How much progress do you feel you've seen between the start of the season and now in terms of the way that the, the team is gelling? Even if you know perhaps Luton is the the exception of, of that game, how much do you think that the team is growing at the moment? Um, yeah, like I said, um, I think everybody's learning from every game. Um, we beat Fulham here at home, then we lost to Sheffield. Um, and yeah, they were like, directly in the start of the se- uh, of season, were like two different games. And everybody learned that like we have to be concentrated, we have to be switched on for the first to the last minute, especially against um, Charlton here. Um, yeah, like I said, we conceded the goal in the 98th minute, and that's what I mean. We have to be switched on from the first to the last minute, and that's what the championship is, and that's um, the yeah, that's the way how we get points. Have you found the experience of, of leading the team as captain? Um, yeah, it's like I said, it's a new thing for me as well. Um, um, yeah, I have to get the experience for it, but um, I think I, I, I do it all right. And yeah, like I said, everybody's everybody's helping me. Um, I think everybody's happy for me as well. And yeah, I think it's not like I'm the leader now. It's like we we have a good group. We have a, like I said, I think that's one of our yeah, that's one of our main strengths. We are like a good team. Uh, we're working as a team, and that's why it's not like me. I'm the big man here. It's like everybody's um, yeah, everybody takes responsibility, and that's. That's what what we are. Looking at Wigan then going into this weekend, a side who have also struggled recently to get a few results. Uh, even though it's only August, does this look like an important game in the context of the season? Uh, well, I think not of the season, maybe of the situation now, because um, we haven't won the last four games. And yeah, it's it's an important game because <laughs> to be fair, every every game is important. Um, yeah, and if we win them, I think it's a bit like, um, especially for the international break, um, it's a bit like everybody can keep uh, keep calm and, yeah, but I think not like, okay, if we're losing that game on Saturday or like if we're not winning, um, then the season's gone. I think it's like we're still, for, uh, after that game, still 40 games to go and, yeah, everybody can happen after that as well. I guess you, you, you kind of learn more about yourselves in this sort of adversity in defeat than yeah. you do when you're on these massive winning runs and things and you've got something to fight for really right yeah. now. Yeah, um, I think that's everywhere in life. Um, if it's not like, if it's not everything happened like you wanted, um, then you 
have to like yeah you have to learn um you have to keep strong and that we are now and that's um that's what I said before um it's with we are a team um if we win we win as a team and if we lose we lose as a team and now we have to like get out of this situation as a team so it's like okay maybe one of us or two of us has to take responsibility so every um like every player of our team and stuff and yeah but I think um I'm confident that we make it and I think it's a good uh, good to go on for Saturday. So uh, Michael Stephen Bear there Christopher you were there this morning what did you make of uh, his, his interview? Yeah it was a long one. <laughs> uh yeah nice to hear him speak obviously it's captain at minute in time. Uh, talked about the group of lads sticking together uh not not calling anybody out individually for mistakes. The winners a team and the losers a team and they're going to need that spirit throughout the season. And in terms of that team, uh, we're just a bigger part of that as fans, and uh, we need to realise that. And he was right about the, the being punished for mistakes. It, it, it's true whether it's Premier League, Championship League, One League Two, clubs will punish you. But in the Championship, bear in mind how competitive it is. You can't afford any mistakes. And he was right to say that it was a team, the team mistake, the team mentality. But I think ultimately, if, if uh, Barnsley can manage to eliminate as many of those mistakes as possible, it sets them up all right for the weekend. Oh yeah, if you make mistakes in this league, you're going to get punished. There's, there's no doubt about that, and that's happened time and time again. This, in this first, well, the last four games certainly. Um, yeah, Barra mentioned in his, his press conference, you know, we've got four points out of five games. Um, having read Roy Keane's autobiography this summer, he mentioned about Sunderland staying up in Championship and, and a point a game was his target originally. Obviously, they went up to. Went on to get promoted. I'm not saying that's going to happen to us, but <laughs> a point of game is probably there or thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, we win against Wigan and all's forgiven, uh, really. Um, but yes, he mentioned mistakes. Much better quality league. People are going to punish you, and they have done so. Uh, we need to cut them out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there is an extent to which Barnsley need to keep a sense of reality about the way this season's potentially going to turn out for them. Newly promoted side. You know, I think there's an element to always go into a season with expectation that things are just going to be constantly going on the up and up. Um, but you know, they're a new side into that division, a, a, a league where it is highly competitive, lots of battling strong teams, um, the teams that have come down from the Premier League as well. So I think we need to be a little sense of reality. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if we had kept the same side from last season, who knows? But it's all if buts and maybe, isn't it? Luton managed to keep their core together. Uh, and they built on that. We we are a young team, a lot of new faces, and uh, like uh, Barra said, there's a long way to go yet. Yeah, there's 41 games, so uh, I'm hoping we'll get there sooner rather than later. And and he was asked, is this game against Wigan an important game? All games are important games, <laughs> aren't they just? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's important. It's obviously before the international break, so if they win it, it's a massive boost. If they don't win it. Well, we've got two weeks to try and put that right, so I expect it to be highly competitive. Like I said before, very open. Yeah. Uh, Wigan player with wing backs, uh, with two two central midfielders. Um, you know, it would have been interesting. Would we have gone with that? Have we have a fit centre half. It's possible. Stendhal might have mixed up a bit. Probably not going to be an option now. Uh, but yeah, they've got some good players, Wigan. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I look at it as it is a potentially an important game. Like you say, that the international break is going to be important. It, to some extent, a draw might be enough away from home. Haven't beaten Wigan in the last four meetings that, that Barnsley have mm. had with them. You know, To some extent, heavy defeats, haven't scored 
I think if Barnsley can come away from the weekend with something, uh, one point would be good, three would be fantastic. Yeah, Wigan stayed up last season due to their home form. It's not a bad home form, I think it's... Of a, is it's 80% of their points last season something like that somewhere yeah. in that ballpark from, from home games so yeah. they know what they're on with at home they're not going to be a, it's not going to be an easy one so I mean I guess that takes us nicely into looking at the, the game against Wigan at the weekend um, who do you think Wigan's main danger men are going to be I think Garner the striker I think uh, he's very much he's used as a target man uh, I think they'll, they'll try and pick him out a lot and I think he'll be probably knocking it down for Jamal o and uh, Michael Jacobs a lot I think those two will play off him. Uh, I know Robinson's a good left back. He, he bombs on, uh, and they've got a solid back. Well, they play with three central central defenders. Yeah. They've not been so solid on recent times. They've conceded quite a lot of goals. So I think we might have to just outscore them because it might just be one of those games. If they get three, we might have to get four. And I know you were talking earlier to me about um, like Morsi. Yeah, Sam Morsi, good for Barnsley. Uh, the previous time that we had him, we didn't have him for long, but uh, it looked like a bit of a battler in there. So uh, McGee and Mullet might have their hands full. And a potential um, reappearance of Kiefer Moore? Yeah, Kiefer Moore was on the bench the other night. Uh, whether he'll appear or not, I'm, I'm unsure. Um, it was mentioned in the press conference that he'd be there. Uh, but we know how to defend against him, so we shall see. Yeah, I mean, I was looking through some of the statistics on the uh, the Wigan players. They've, as, as far as this season goes, not one of the sort of official strikers has scored a goal yet this season. Some of the goals have come from midfield, so potentially if Barnsley can keep it nice and tight at the back. Yeah, I think that's. The, I think Garner's more, rather than being a goal scorer, he's more a, a carnage causer. Yeah. You know, and I think I think they try and get men up to him and play off him. So fingers crossed. Uh, if it's Civic, if it's Diaby, uh, sorry, if it's Civic, if it's Halmer, yeah, uh, little partner, Meds Anderson, uh, them them two out of them three can handle him. And what do you th- what type of game we're expecting then? Do you think? Wide open, wide open, a lot of chances. And do you think that potentially suits Barnsley with it? You know, the, I think it does. A lot of the games that have happened so far this season, whilst it's not been particularly the results that we've wanted, you know, the the way that Barnsley have played on the counter attack, going forward, fast breaks, you know, could that maybe play into Barnsley's hands a little bit? Yeah, I think it will, and I think it's a game of who dares wins effectively because you've got two teams with, you know, poor confidence at the minute, both leaking quite a substantial amount of goals. Uh, if both of them, you know, they could nullify each other and both sit back. But I think if you've got the guts to go to Wigan and play an attacking lineup with people bombing forward, uh, you know, we can sort it. What that lineup looks like. Brad Collins will be in yeah. goal. Um, centre halves, Meds Anderson, Sibic or Meds Anderson, Halme, something like yeah. that. Right back. Uh, if Sibic plays centre half, does that cause an issue as to we play it right back? Does Cabare come in? Ben Williams, for me, has to start a left-back. He's been, he's been yeah, yeah. our best left-back this season so far. And poses that threat going forward that I he think does. we're probably going to need. His delivery's good. Uh, Moat McGinn, no doubt, midfield. Yeah. Um, on the right, Luke Thomas. Um, on the left, you start with Mamadou on the left. I would argue Mamadou would play on the left. And to me, we've, we've looked most likely to score and we've played two up top. So yeah. we'd go with Chaplin and, and Wilkes up top. You've got a bit of physicality in Wilkes and you've got the speed of Chaplin. And at least you've got the options off the bench as well to put maybe Schmidt into the mix if, if things aren't quite going the way that you think. That we'd put a bit more traditional striker up there. It's possible Schmidt could start. Yeah. He, he could be ready. So. I mean, it's difficult with their three centre-backs to try and play with one striker. Um, you, you might find that two probably gives you at least a bit more of an option with your players coming down the wings. I'm expecting two strikers, yeah, yeah. Saturday. Um, okay, so score prediction, what are we thinking? Uh, this is minute where I always say 89th minute or 90th minute, 1 0, 
Mads Anderson, but I think there's going to be a few more goals than that. Right. So I'm probably going to go with uh, 3-2 Barnsley. Uh, first goal, Malik Wilts having having bagged on his, uh, you know, got his first Barnsley goal uh, last Saturday. Yeah. What about yourself, Dave? Um, I mean, I, I think, to be honest, away from home, uh, in a in a tight match like this, as much as I'd love to see Barnsley pick up the win, I think maybe we're looking at a draw, 1-1. Um, are you going to be at the game, Chris? I am, yes. So 1-1, one, one, Dave, you saying? First goal, one, Barnsley? Uh, I th- I'd like that it'll be the first goal, Barnsley. That'll settle things a bit. Maybe they'll be a bit more patient in the game. Maybe we get a sucker punch somewhere towards the end <laughs> yeah. to disappoint us. It'll be traditional. But, um, yeah, 1-1 one, one I'm going for. 1-1. One, one. Yes, I am attending, Dave. Yep. Uh, I'm attending with my friend Andy, who's right. a massive Wigan fan. Nice. We're not sitting together. Okay. <laughs> uh, and depending on the result, it might be a quiet journey on way home. Yeah. Uh, if Barnsley win, I shall make it as loud as possible. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the Wigan, there's a fan zone at Wigan, so I'm looking forward to attending that. Uh, I know that all Barnsley fans are, are entitled to, well, they're invited effectively to attend that. Uh, I know that Wigan want a junior Barnsley supporter, uh, so I think we put that out on Twitter earlier on. Uh, if anybody wants to put the name forward, I think it's just to take on a junior supporter of Wigan okay. before the game. Uh so, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Fantastic. What do you think to the show today, then, Dave? Um, I've enjoyed it, Chris. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a, a nice introduction, and I hope uh, I might be able to come back in at some point. Yeah, and, no problem. Honestly, uh, we're not, we're not scrape, scraping barrel, Dave. You were the first <laughs> one we asked. <laughs> I think I was about the 15th on the list. You could be wrong there. but No, uh, so, yeah, fingers crossed we're back next Thursday. Well, we will be back next Thursday, but yep. fingers crossed we'll be back with Carlo and Kyle in the yep. studio. If not, Dave, you might get a call. I'll you, be ready. You're like, like a 1999... Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. I'd like a 99 ice cream in this weather. I'm not sure about (laughs) Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the Reds Report. As unconventional as it was, uh, not recorded in our usual vibe studio, recorded in the shadows of Oakwell uh, with a a first-time guest and myself, Chris Ridgard. We shall see you next week. You Reds. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.